Rogers almost going to fall for Martinez. Antonov trying to get there. Martinez finishes to give away the match. It's an absolute peach from the Paraguayan, Miguel Almiron. Atlanta United in just their second year of existence have won MLS Cup. Hello everybody, Joe Patrick here from Dirty South Soccer. I'm uh, really excited to bring to you guys an interview where I had a chance to sit down with Atlanta United's esports athlete, Paulo Neto. In this interview, we will dive into Paulo's background, what it's like to compete in big tournaments, and how he prepares, and how the growth of gaming and esports in general has changed his life. It's pretty fascinating stuff. While globetrotting around the world, playing FIFA against the best players in the world, it's undoubtedly an amazing experience for Paulo, as you'll hear, but it hasn't come without hard work and the necessary results for him in these competitions. After starting in local tournaments in his native Brazil, as you'll hear about, he rose up the ranks and started competing in broader and broader events, leading him to Atlanta in 2019, and later in that year, he signed with Atlanta United uh, in December of 2019. Of course, shortly after he signed, things got thrown up into upheaval with COVID. So 2020 was kind of a wash, but then 2021 he had a really you know productive season, playing a lot of uh, South American tournaments and things like that. And then 2022 he's just exploded and become one of the best players in the world. He competed in the EMLS tournament, which is broken down into three parts. So you've got the League Series One, League Series Two, and then EMLS Cup. Uh, he came as a runner-up in League Series 1, so that's kind of, I almost compared to like the Apertura, the Clausura, and the Liguilla uh, in, in Mexico, if you're familiar with that. So in League Series 1, he was a runner-up. In League Series 2, he was a semifinalist, and then he won EMLS Cup. So his results, along with Vinny Leva, who was Atlanta United's other esports athlete, by the way, they both competed in the Global Series playoff in London last week, which is a competition between the best players in the world where competitors can earn a berth to the FIFA E22 World Cup. And guess what? Paulo finished in the top 32 gamers in the world, and he is off to the that World Cup competition, which is next week. You can follow all of his action on Atlanta United's Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash ATLUTD. And then one of the other really cool things about this is that they're actually sending... Uh, digital staffers to document his experience and they're going to be able to make a documentary style episodes on their YouTube channel. So also check out Atlanta's YouTube channel uh, for all of that cool content. Paulo's an awesome guy, as I think you'll hear in this interview, which we'll throw to right now. Here's Paulo Neto, Atlanta United's esports athlete. All right, here with Paulo Neto, Atlanta United's representative at what is going to be one of the is this the biggest tournament you'll have ever played in paulo uh this one this one coming up uh hey joe yeah it's the my biggest tournament like it's the biggest tournament of all fifa so if you there is a greatest tournament this is the one well yeah you'll you'll have to bear with me because i'm not as like you know in the loop with uh the gaming world and the the e-gaming world as obviously you are so i have some very rudimentary questions to ask but um i want to get into a lot of stuff with you because i'm just like really curious about um everything that esports and gaming has has done for you first of all you're in copenhagen right now kind of traveling around the globe first of all how how is copenhagen i've never been uh yeah in Copenhagen now it's like it's very nice city very beautiful city so yeah it's really really nice here um it's my second time here and it's very very good to be here and traveling around the the world and so you're in Copenhagen you were in London just what last week you're just you know globe trotting around the world (laughs) um 
could you have imagined that this is where this your career was going to take you uh, when you first started? Um, and I'm just curious, you know, when did you first start playing FIFA or, or just like competitive gaming in general? Yeah, like I couldn't even imagine that I could be professional. Imagine like imagining that I could like travel the world because of FIFA. But yeah, I started just I think I, as a casual player, like everyone just playing with the friends, family. Uh, my friend and my cousins use it to play a lot with me, my brother. And yeah, then I started like liking the game and trying to see some tournaments around my city, my state. And the thing was just growing up and yeah, I became professionals after some years. So th- th- that was one thing I'm curious about was when you started playing, was there already an existing competitive gaming like landscape like what were there already tur- it sounds like there were some local tournaments that you were able to join when you started playing but um has that kind of just grown as you've kind of gotten more into it as well the whole competitive aspect of it and these big tournaments like you're competing in now uh yeah kind of like i started really like playing the game just playing the game i was like around nine years old ten so i i spent like five years i didn't even know that like other people in other persons in my city use it to play the game and then i i started to know that and they use it to do like small online tournaments and uh, i was like seeing that a lot of people were playing and uh, i discovered that like in my state they use it to be like tournaments like state tournament and i said oh i want to participate you know i'm like very competitive so I I played my first tournament in my state and I lost. Then I said, "Oh my god, I need I need to practice and because I I want to be the champion." And like I started to play in these tournaments and I was seeing like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm good." Um, and I I discovered that there was like a professional scene. I didn't even know about that when I started. So it was like I was discovering the things, discovering, discovering, and uh, growing up as a player. And yeah. So you, you kind of alluded to it, but I, that was also one of my questions was, when did you realize that you were exceptionally good at the game, like way better than most other people? It's interesting that you said you lost that first tournament, but was that tournament, did you realize then that you were, that you were, then you were better than most people or was it kind of later on down the road? Uh, no, no. In that tournament, I, I thought that I was kind of okay player, you know, I can't play Decent, decent, but I'm not good, good. And then I started practicing, and I won the next tournament on my state. And then I said, okay, I'm I'm good around here, so I'm the best here in my state, but I'm bad if I compare myself to the other players in Brazil or in other countries. Um, and I didn't even know exactly about the, the professional scene at this time. But then I started, like, playing more tournaments and winning. I said, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm starting to be good here. And then, like, uh, I was already, like, searching other tournaments, uh, bigger, bigger tournaments to play so I, I can t- test my level, you know. And I played, like, in another state, and I won again. I said, oh, my God, so I can, I can play. So, like, in, after, like, two years, uh, I was already, like, knowing about the scene, about the tournaments of eSports, and then I qualified for – uh, a tournament that was in Atlanta and yeah okay and then I got like fourth in, uh, in the world at that tournament 
and I said, okay, I'm good at this. Like, <laughs> I can I can play. I can be professional. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So just uh, just because I'm curious, that first tournament that you said that you played in, do you remember like what year that was, or just generally what year? Yeah, it was 2019. Oh, 2019. Oh, the the Atlanta one that I no no the, like I'm talking about the that first one that you said you that you played in in your oh. town. Uh, I should should be like around 2014. 15. Okay. No, okay. I think that. Okay, 15, 2015, probably. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so like you know, you said you grew up just like playing FIFA, like any of us playing it at home with family and whatever. Um, I do. You, did you play other games as well? I mean, a lot of people people who play FIFA play Call of Duty or play you know other games. I'm just kind of curious if you have other. Yeah, like I when I was younger, I didn't actually like I didn't play a lot of other games, just more FIFA. You know, mm-hmm. after I like some from three years ago, kind of I play like but not it's not a thing that i play like other games often you know just sometimes i play other game or but not a, it's not really something that i always i'm always playing uh interesting do you know if like your competitors if like other top fifa players generally play other games i'm curious as, as to whether it would help you in some way like your 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 dexterity with your you know just mental agility and things like that or if if playing another game is just kind of wasting mental resources that could be going towards playing FIFA. Uh, no i don't i don't know like other players that play like two professional games at the same time at like a two professional level but yeah a lot of players they love to play other games like uh counter strike uh, uh call of duty so they actually play a lot in I think it's not something that we like waste your brain thing. Uh it's just something to a fun time, you know, just mm-hmm. to relax and play out games and enjoy it. Right. So you mentioned in, in twenty it sounds like in twenty nineteen was the year that you came to play in that tournament in Atlanta. Is that how you got connected with the club uh as as a partnership or did that kind of come at some other point? Uh can you just describe how how the arrangement came to be? Uh, like, uh, in that tournament, I was doing pretty well and I, I, yeah, I had like a Brazilian organization and, but I was like, after the tournament, after I lost, I was like, nah, not so far, a couch, uh, and a guy just talking to me behind me in, in Portuguese and I, I was kind of, oh my God, like how someone's talking Portuguese here <laughs> and then he he used it to to work for Atlanta, and this was kind of the the first meeting that we had. Okay, uh, and then so okay, so you you met through him, and then that developed more. Um, from what I understand, I could be wrong about this, by the way, but I remember there was like I think that there was an arrangement with another player before you, and it wasn't going as well. I mean, I don't. <laughs> Not to disparage the other guy, but I don't think he was as good as you at FIFA. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that. I'm not really asking you to comment about him specifically, but I'm wondering if you feel any pressure to perform because of this, because you're representing the club who always wants to win. Uh, kind of. It's not like a pressure. I feel that I'm very calm uh, in like myself, so I, I don't kind of have this pressure. I. I think that one of the things that was like my 
one of the, my biggest goals was like to win the MLS Cup uh, for Atlanta United for like all they all they like have with me and I think that this was like I need to to give them this trophy and kind of this was one of my biggest goals I think as in MLS actually. So you mentioned, uh, well, I want to kind of get into the actual competition with you, the competition of, of participating in one of these tournaments like you're doing, because you just mentioned it that, um, you know, you try to stay relaxed and calm during a tournament. Is that like the most important thing to have in terms of a mindset? Because, you know, as a it's so different, I imagine, as a professional soccer player, you want to go in very like amped up and ready to go and, and full of energy. Um how do you kind of prepare yourself for a big game or a big, you know, a big tournament like you're, like you've been playing in? Uh, it's kind of, I just try to, I don't know, stay on my own. Uh, just do the things that I normally do, like do things, some things that I enjoy to do, like eat a good food, uh, you know, just listen to music, uh, like trying to just focus on my game, not being nervous and this stuff. Cause I think like, at like the competitive level, everyone knows how to play the game. And I think that the mentality, it's like 50% of what's make you win, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you play like practice games or like do you, tr- is, is there a way to train or is that just coming through through playing competitive games against other high level players? Yeah, normally it's like just playing competitive games against other high level players, but you can train like uh, shots and this stuff, but kind of we can train also in the in, during the game. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you like watch your games back to like see where you can improve and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely watch is like one of the most important things. So uh, you need to watch like to see the things that you are doing wrong, and also you need to watch like your best game so you can say, "Oh, I need to repeat this." Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've watched a little bit of competitive FIFA and my takeaway was that and you, I want you to tell me if I'm right or wrong. My, my takeaway was like, it's whatever player makes the fewest mistakes, which might sound obvious, but it's like um, the games are typically like really close. Like when I play games with friends, sometimes they can be these like open scoring, like the, you know, up and down the field. And it's, it seems like watching pros play, it's a lot like tighter and whoever makes the fewest mistakes and capitalizes loses um, or wins, I should say. Uh, is that kind of an accurate representation or how would you describe generally, you know, h- how the tactics go in these kinds of games? Yeah. I think that this is like one of the most important things. The games are very tight on the competitive scene. So whoever makes less mistakes, will have a big advantage, you know, of course, like, if you just find some different type of play style during the game or, you know, you create like a beautiful goal, you know, just don't, don't do the, the obvious things. Uh, you'll be like different from the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm curious. So, you know, our listenership like are, is very heavily into soccer and I'm sure tons of them play a lot of FIFA, probably more than me. I play just to give you some, <laughs> some insight of me. I play like a couple times a week with friends on pro clubs. Like that's basically all I play. Oh, I have a good yeah. time doing it, but uh, that, that's so, pro clubs. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm curious, is there, do, do top players like yourself try to identify 
um, aspects of the match engine itself that you can take advantage of? Or are are you playing it kind of like how a normal soccer team would deploy tactics? Uh, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, or, or are you specifically trying to exploit certain things within the game itself that the, you know, that the, the programmers have put into it? Uh, like, of course, like some players try to do that, but it's very hard to do it this way. Uh, so, but normally we most try to find like what our opponent do, does a lot. Uh, what like he doesn't defend a lot also like his mm. strongs and his weaknesses and we try to explore in that you know okay so i hadn't even thought about that that you're also not only reviewing your own games but you're definitely looking at your opponent's games to see how they play because i was curious about how you, whether you change tactics based on what team you're you're using in a given game and the players that you have at your disposal but maybe it's more about what your what your actual real life opponent is going to, what their general style of play is yeah yeah it's exactly like that like some players for example just like to cross a lot and you are for example with a short guy on the defense so you kind of need to change that in the middle of the game you need to be like pay more attention to that and there are like these things sometimes the guys just like to make true balls through the air, you know, and fast, just run. And you need like to know these things. Right. Okay. So now, now I'm just curious. I'm kind of going off the script with questions, <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, I wanted to, so in terms of like constructing, are you playing with clubs, uh, with, with clubs with like their real life rosters or are you like drafting teams? Or are you playing with like uh, ultimate teams or can you talk about, just tell me yeah, about it. Cause okay. I have no idea. Okay. Like we have the, the ultimate team mode. Uh, on the FIFA and that like there are like a lot of cards that represents the player. Mm -hmm. So we have like for example Pele, uh, Ronaldo, uh, CR7, Messi. Every player we have mm -hmm. uh, on these accounts and like we kind of can't choose what player okay. we want on our team. So basically, most of the teams are like quite similar because you know who are the best players. Like for example, everyone we have. CR7, uh, everyone will have like uh, Hullet, uh, you know, Hud Hullet. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. So, like he's very good on FIFA. Like he's like an icon in the game. So everyone uses him. And there are like some players that everyone has. And yeah, we play with these players and we don't have kind of a lot of changes from one team to the other. But doing the play style with like formation, uh, play style, this changes a lot from player to player. So you're constructing teams with a, like getting 100 chemistry and all that stuff, just yes, using the best yes. possible players. Okay, gotcha. Are, do you ever have you ever played in tournaments that are not like that, or are, is this are those just kind of the rules for the these kind of top tournaments that FIFA is running? Yeah, right now? this is this is like the rules for the the top uh, tournaments from EA Sports. You know. Okay. Of course, I already play like some tournaments. Like these small tournaments that I used to play when I was really young. It was like with normal hosted teams like Real Madrid and uh, Chelsea, wherever. Cool. All right, Paula. Well, um, I've got a few more questions to ask you, but for now, we're gonna we're gonna ask these for our our, our Patreon audience. So um, these are gonna be a little bit more fun. Um, not that this hasn't been fun. I've actually learned a lot of <laughs> this. All right. First question: scripting. 
is 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 their scripting and Fox? I feel like sometimes the game goes against me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just kept kidding. There. <laughs> it's kind of this is that difficult to like divide a lot of opinions. There's there's my I'm doing my best Sam Harris here to try to promote the Five Stripe Final Patreon. But uh, seriously, there's a few more questions I asked Paulo about how I can get better at FIFA. Obviously, you heard the scripting there. He kind of you know talks about that a little bit. Uh, that's for our Patreon listeners. We thank all of them for obviously helping support this podcast that we work hard to, to just deliver content to you guys, whether it's an interview like this or an interview with uh, somebody else in the soccer world, whether it be one of the other Atlanta United reporters or some of the national reporters. We talked to Sam Stay School here recently about the MLS deal. Uh, there's a ton going on in terms of the feature interviews that we do at Five Stripe Final, as well as training ground reporters reports well where we'll play you guys sound and kind of give you our our thoughts and feedback from when we talk to Gonzalo Pineda and some of the players lots of good stuff going on over there so uh, definitely recommend anybody who likes what you hear on this show typically uh, to go check out five try final and maybe get a subscription for yourself for a month see how you like it um, just give it a try so um, yeah that's all this is <laughs> um, we thank everybody for for listening to Paulo here tell his story and uh, pretty cool I'll be definitely tuning in I haven't really as you heard in the episode i don't really follow esports at all really but uh i definitely after talking to paulo i'm definitely gonna keep tabs on how he does hopefully he can win the thing because he's a really cool guy nice guy and um thank him again for taking the time to sit down with us here at dirty south soccer so for him and for me joe patrick thank you guys for listening and we will catch you all up with y'all next time